Ready? Yeah. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Let me hit the intro first before you start. All right. <laughs> share and subscribe to our channel yo 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 salam nerds it's your boy neves aka watch with neves and i'm here with my co-host jazz aka jazzward norton what <laughs> jazzward like... Norton, like edward norton <laughs> the, nice. the original hulk in the mcu yep. Yep, I remember him. He was that one guy, and we're like, hey, what happened to him? He changed from Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but yo, how do you like my intro? You like that intro I made? Bro, that's really cool. Yeah. Well yeah, I, I had to bring it back. You know that's the sound from 24? You ever see that show? Jack yes, Dallas, I was wondering. That, that's where that's from. really familiar. I was like, oh, Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, I am so excited. Today's going to be a fun episode, man. Today's going to be a fun episode. I got a guest that I've been trying to have on this show for a long, long time. She is an attorney, which is perfect for today's episode Ooh. for She-Hulk, which is super awesome. Uh, not only that, but she actually made my logo for your TikTok and Instagram. She, I hired her, and I was like, "Yo, can you make me look cool?" And she, and then what happened was she made me look too good looking, and I was like, "Yo, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta chill. People are gonna think I'm trying to like <laughs> catfish, catfish everybody." Yeah, <laughs> but but I met her um, on Clubhouse. Uh, her and then uh, two other girls. We're hosting a bunch of places on Clubhouse, and it was really fun. I was so intimidated in their Clubhouse. They are so good. Honestly, if she made a competing podcast, I would just pack it up right now and leave it. I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> I like here are the keys to Salam uh, Nerds. <laughs> you can sir, do it better than me. Uh, we're going to do a hostile takeover. We're not going to, you know, let that continue. We're just going to, like, you know. It's uh, mergers and acquisitions, right? <laughs> oh, yes. Mergers and acquisitions. So welcome, Zainab. Zainab, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on after I, I flaked, I think, like once or twice. I'm so sorry, but I'm so <laughs> glad to be here. I should say, though, I'm not an attorney yet. I am articling, which means um, basically I in Canada, you have to do like a year of articling after you graduate law school. And then I'll be writing my bar exam in November. So hopefully I pass and then I'll be an attorney there. But I'm currently working in a family and criminal defense firm. So kind of <laughs> like what miss uh jen is doing right now on the show yeah. sort of right he's representing She's the bad guy defense. yeah yeah very cool <laughs> very cool i i thought that's pretty awesome man like how, how are you feeling about the show overall tell us like as an you know what is it an it, an attorney in training is that what attorney attorney with training wheels yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they a, uh, a baby lawyer that's the, i think that's the term um i like it i love the show honestly when i first saw the show talked about online it was just like all this negative stuff from like the ben shapiro's of the world and i was like, oh. determined <laughs> to like the show regardless but luckily like the show is actually very good so i was like, it caught me by surprise i it, i love marvel but I also don't really expect 
too too much for marvel like it's just like it's very entertaining like i don't expect it to have like the fourth wall breaks as good as they are in this show and i feel like jen is just is a very unique hero so i'm getting ahead of myself in terms of discussing this show but i'm like very pumped for this show the only complaint is it's too short yeah Mm-hmm. I, it, it is a little short, but I like that feel because it feels like a sitcom because they said they wanted to be like Ally McBeal, right? And I think mm. that vibe is there. That vibe is definitely there. Um, and it's really cool to see. So let's talk a little bit about the l- law part of it, right? L- l- how much yeah. of that makes sense? Because it does not make sense to me. I am not a lawyer. Actually, technically, you know, I did watch Suits. I saw every single season of Suits. So I don't know if that qualifies me <laughs> to be a lawyer. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it does. It, Mike wasn't a lawyer. He didn't be. pass a bar. <laughs> Honestly, as somebody who like went to law school because I have watched like all the lawyer shows, all the legal dramas, uh, suits more than qualifies you. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it got us a princess, so why not get us a lawyer too, right? That's the best part. <laughs> Yo, yeah, there's like a long-term play there. So I'm convinced, right? Meghan Markle married Prince, was it Harry? Yeah, yeah. Harry. Yeah. yeah, so what's going to happen here, all right? This is a long-term play by the Queen of England to take back America as a colony. <laughs> <laughs> because one day, Meghan Markle is going to run for president, and she's going to be married to the <laughs> No, but what about her kid? Her kid could technically run for president and be in line for the Correct. throne. That's like wild. Correct. Whoa. So this is a long-term <laughs> play by the Queen to take back America as a colony. <laughs> let's, let's save that for the uh, Game of Thrones episode. No, half the dragon, because I think that's a little bit more in line here. But, but let's talk about law stuff, man. So she is the deputy district attorney. Zainab, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. So as far as so I'm a Canadian lawyer, we don't have district attorneys. But what I understand is that district DA offices prosecute um, like criminals on behalf of the district. Uh, mm-hmm. In Canada, the that version is the our version of that is basically called a crown attorney because uh, in the U.S., it's always the people versus. In Canada, it's the crown versus because we're still um, uh, we're still governed in part like we're still part of the U.K. in in that sense, right? In, in terms of our laws and our way we're kind of structured there. Um, but in terms of like the law, it part in She-Hulk um there's not been much of it yet we haven't really gotten into the meat of the lawyer show part of it but so far things things have made sense um to me at least I'm I mean it's interesting to see how she went from like it makes sense to me that she went from being in the DA's office to now um defending criminals right because it's the same area of law really Mm -hmm. um just you're just on different sides of the the field I think it'll be really interesting to see how they handle that conversation that a lot of people have when they talk to like criminal defense lawyers, like how can you defend somebody who's um, a criminal, right? I'll be really interested to see that because there is an answer to that question. And it's a very sensible answer, but a lot of people get caught up in the uh, emotion of it. So I think it'll be interesting. I think we saw a little bit of that in that, in this episode as well. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, she is defending someone who tried to kill her uh, cousin. So that is very, very interesting. But oh, I forgot that you're from Canada. Like, do they do they even need lawyers? Do you guys even break laws there? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's so nice uh, we there. do. 
<laughs> yes, we do. I can tell you that uh, Canadians are definitely breaking lots of laws, and uh, not as many as not as much as Americans because we don't have as many lawyers. And I don't think in 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 the U.S. as we or in Canada as we do in the U.S. But I mean, I currently live mm. in the U.S., but I'm working as a Canadian attorney, so I'm seeing uh, two different sides really. Because my husband's a U.S.-based attorney, um, so it's kind of interesting that we've got uh those ah. those two uh, like I, I've see, I see both sides of the equation really yeah. very cool very cool oh we got some comments we got some people in the comments section right here uh, emma says yes in some states we have attorneys and others have district attorneys california being one of them cool very cool yeah Thanks, so emma. district attorneys are uh elected based on which county you live in and then state attorneys are probably statewide and so you know, we elected our attorney here. This guy's amazing. He's Brian Middleton. He's like, yeah, you got weed? All right, I'm not going to prosecute you. <laughs> nice. nice. Right? Like, cool. That's in Texas. Like, it's so great. Wow. Like, <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. So uh, let's talk about the show. Let's get into it. So one of the things that I thought was really cool and that I saw a huge Easter egg Um Jen was on a website after she gets fired, which she gets fired because it's a mistrial because she saved somebody. Zainab, come on. That can't be true. That can't be real. You, you, That could actually happen? Well, obviously the show, it's like definitely very much exaggerated. But the fact that, um, you know, she kind of like destroys uh, Titania, uh, saves the jury, and then goes, um, I'll uh, have my closing arguments now. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, that wouldn't really happen in real life. Like if something catastrophic happened in the courtroom the trial would absolutely be adjourned to a later date. Um, in terms of them declaring it a mistrial, and I've never been involved in uh, like a mistrial proceeding before. Uh, so I don't know like the semantics of it, but I would imagine that in order to declare it a mistrial, the other side would have to put forth their pleadings as to why they felt like it shouldn't be um, a mistrial. But the reasoning behind, like there's always like either side can, plead anything they want in terms of how they feel that yeah this a mistrial has happened so for that the side i forgot the name of the firm that um they were prosecuting but something in I halloway guess, jkl in halloway i think it was yeah something. so their whole thing was like the jury is is biased i can see that as being like fairly sound reasoning of course this is like pretty extreme circumstances <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah. <laughs> I, I can see that working potentially but then i i can also see like maybe they they could have had an argument that they could have put forward to have the trial not be declared a mistrial ultimately it's at the judge's own discretion um and i think that it's interesting because you know she's sort of uh the face of this like new practice area of law which is superhuman law yeah it, it sort of you know answers mm -hmm. these questions right like if you have superhuman people uh, how does that affect our current laws? Because our current laws are made in mind of like the average normal person who can't shoot lasers out of their eyes or turn <laughs> into like a six, that seven green giant. So yeah, so it's interesting to see how they, they're sort of grappling with that. I think that's what kind of is making the show so compelling to, to me at least. That's awesome. But so basically she ends up losing her job, which I think is, you know, come on. I mean, a myth trial. Okay. But she actually loses her job. And then 
girl has a hard time finding a new job. Shout out to her paralegal though. She was like with her the whole way. They're like besties. I, I yeah. did like that. I thought that was cool. Um, I wonder if that's like a real relationship. Do like lawyers have like a really good like relationship with their paralegal? Is that a thing? Yeah, I, I'll, I mean, especially if you're in like high conflict areas of law, like not so much like I would say like in corporate law or business law, but like definitely if you're in like uh, crim or family, uh, the people you work with become your family, right? Like, you know, the way I uh, talk to my boss at work, we it's, it's different than like previous jobs I've had before I got into law because, you know, you're kind of uh, going through like, a very stressful process you have to work together um and you have to brainstorm together you're doing late nights together Mm -hmm. um you're being flung like stuff last minute and and you just have to sort of uh band together so yeah definitely like it's it's a it's a unique relationship it's a nice relationship to build if you have the opportunity for sure now I know why Mike fell in love with Rachel, man. All those late nights on the <laughs> little Seuss reference. Um, all right. So our homegirl can't find a job and she's online looking for jobs. And there is an ad that I don't know if people notice. This ad said it was for Iron Man 3s, which is like the new shoes on there. So like they're like Jordans. Underneath that, there was something that said, man in a bar fight with metal claws. Did you guys see that? Yes. Yes. I saw I saw that on Reddit. Somebody pointed that out. So I was, I was like, that's Wolverine, right? That's For Wolverine. sure it's Wolverine. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I'm so hyped. Let's go. <laughs> I I did not know they were gonna do that, man. Like, like we got them, we got the reference in Miss Marvel. We know they're here. Um, but that that's gotta be Wolverine. That's like a blatant Wolverine reference. Um, Jazz, you're excited about that? Oh, dude, come on. Like these are the little diesels I live for in the show. Like um, even in I believe it was Iron Man one or two, right? They had like the Hulk smashing everything, and uh, it was on the TV as like a headline. So I look for these now ever since then. And when I saw that, I'm like, yep, yep. Because keep dropping these Easter eggs, Marvel. I love this. I live for this. Yeah. Thank you. And, and speaking of Easter eggs, they also had a reference to the Eternals. So shout out to the Eternals getting some love because mm-hmm. they were like, finally somebody addressed the random man in the freaking uh, coming out of the ocean like, <laughs> like who was going to I, like somebody's got to acknowledge this and finally we see it in an ad on uh, on she-hulk which i thought was really cool so i like that this world is is referencing all the things that happened right captain america's virginity wolverine uh freaking the guy in the ocean like it's really cool uh like it's like everyday people reacting to stuff zena what do you think about that is, is that fun for you do you enjoy that Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, like, super excited for mutants to be introduced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Honestly, I'm, I know it's, like, unlikely, but I would love if Evan Peters came back for, as Quicksilver, if he was introduced in the MCU. I mean, I feel like it's it's within the realm of possibility. I don't know. What's Evan Peters doing right now? He's got time (laughs) to do Marvel. Oh, actually, no, wait. He was in, he was in uh, WandaVision. Right. Yeah, he was in one division. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't know. That's Ralph Boner is what the, he ended up being. But um, is that what they, they called him? Yeah, they called him Ralph Boner. But he is really big with the American Horror Story show. He he's in like every mm. season of that. So that's what yeah. he's really been doing. But like, I don't know, man. Marvel, uh, American Horror Story. Like, come on, bro. Come on. Well, I follow the money. Follow the money. You have in Peter. <laughs> come back. Yeah. <laughs> 
Zana makes a very good point, though, in that, you know, having uh, Quicksilver come back, or, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I never bought that he was completely dead to begin with. All right, like you cannot tell me this dude's like the fastest person here, and he keeps getting shot, and he's like, okay, yeah. Nah, like, nah, I think he's dead, man. Because that makes dead. the whole yeah. Because then the whole Hawkeye arc is like meaningless if he's still alive. Like uh, Hawkeye yes. named his kid after him and stuff like that. So I think he's definitely dead. The whole WandaVision literally is anyone really dead in the in a multiverse <laughs> well in the multiverse no That's but in in this yeah. in this world in this timeline sure. i would say say yes right so the 616 I, quicksilver's dead fine but i know they're gonna bring him back the same way they're gonna bring anybody else back like let's be honest they could even bring uh robert downey jr back as iron man if they really wanted to i mean here's the thing right secret wars is coming all bets are off, but Secret Wars is not coming for a few years, right? So we'll see. And I have this crazy theory about Secret Wars, so we'll get into that one day. Mm. One day, mm. uh, a yeah. teaser, okay. But but let, let's let's bring it down to the uh, let's bring it down to the family level at her family uh, little um, <laughs> dinner. And uh, yo, so I was so happy when we saw his family because uh, her family, her dad is Larry from Perfect Strangers. Bro, I love that show. I used to watch that show as a kid, and it was one of my favorite shows. I don't know if you guys have seen that show. Have you guys seen that show? You guys might be too young. Oh, so, okay. Oh, my God, I'm dating myself, but this was one of the best shows. Right, It was one of those, like, TGIF kind of shows. So there was a guy named Larry. He lived in Chicago, and then his cousin came from the old country. So his cousin was a fob. So they lived together, and his cousin did all these like weird things and like you know like from the old country and he was like very modern and american and they were trying to live together and it would just all have all these zany adventures like i love that show because like when i was growing up like i was a fob man i was straight from like pakistan and i was like it kind of felt like that i feel like that show should be remade in today's interpretation and have like a south asian person be <laughs> be the uh what you call it cousins and have like a cousin from you know pakistan and another cousin from the u.s and like see how they interact but that guy played larry who was the main guy and it's nice because he hasn't done anything in a long long time so it was really nice to see him bring back uh what do you guys think of their family jazz uh i thought the dad was really good about like hey let's go to the garage and let's actually talk um families are that chaotic and dysfunctional over dinner i can totally see that happening when uh her brother's like hat you got fired I'm like <laughs> and <laughs> i was like yep that that tracks i i can see that being part of like an actual family dinner thing and then you know he got promoted to uh you know a best by manager like good for him i can totally see that um <laughs> the timing of it was hilarious that he was like bragging about it when she got fired but yeah. um, like that's the thing families do and so I thought it was an accurate depiction of a family dinner. I didn't get the joke before because when uh, Hulk was in the car with her, he was like, oh, you're not the only genius in the family. He goes, there is Chad. And I guess that was ironic or sarcastic. Yeah. I didn't understand that, uh, which was really, really funny. Hey, man, uh, just because he works at Best Buy doesn't mean he's not a genius, okay? That is true. I mean, technically, he's a genius. Oh, my God. That's what they call them, right? Geniuses? Best Buy? Yeah. No, no, they're not. Geniuses are yeah, no, no, that Apple. Is genius bar. No, uh, oh, yeah, it's Apple. Okay, That's Apple. They're nerd... Yeah. Squad, geek squad, geek squad, geek squad. That's what it is. Okay, he's geek squad. Never mind, never mind. But that would have been funny. But I do like the fact that she has a support system, right? And that's probably why she can control her anger. Whereas Mark, 
not Mark Ruffalo, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Bruce Banner didn't. So, like, I think that was a good insight. Zanna, what do you think? I think that, like, so it's interesting because, like, there was a lot of reaction from the first episode with her saying, you know, I can always control my anger and, you know, uh, right-wing trolls were different with that or whatever and say what they <laughs> to say. But I think here you kind of see a little bit of, in this episode, you see a little bit of Jen's hubris and that she can't control all of her reactions. She can't control her environment, certainly. And uh, it, it's interesting to see that, like, yes, she's really good at one aspect of um, controlling her powers. She can control and turn into She-Hulk whenever she wants. Um, and, you know, you can argue that it's because she's a woman. I think that it's also because she's who she is, right? Um, and it's, I don't think that, uh, you know, the writers are trying to make an, a very generalizing statement about all women. They're painting a very three-dimensional character. Um, and just seeing how she sort of navigates these new uh, pitfalls, right? Because like, you know, the end of the last episode, she's talking about how, oh, like, I don't I ever have to be She-Hulk. And then the next episode, it's, all about her having to be She-Hulk and her <laughs> whole reputation and her whole career is based on her being She-Hulk. So really she doesn't have, she, she's controlled in one way, but I think it's really interesting that she's not in control of her powers in another way because uh, it's, it's really uh, what society now expects of her to perform and look a certain way, which is something I think, Yes, all women can relate to, right? You have to look and act a certain way in order to kind of meet your goals and get what you want out of um, life. And it's like a really unfortunate and, and sad circumstance. So I thought that was very, very interesting for sure. Facts, facts. Oh, sorry, <clears throat> I'm having a little trouble. Um, <laughs> I started choking. I don't know what happened uh, out of nowhere, but... um. I think that's a good point because when she does get job uh, offered by Holloway, which actually happens in the comic, that line where she's at the bar and he offers her a job, it's straight for straight panel per panel from mm -hmm. the comic, right? Which is really, really cool. But when he hires her, he asked her to like transform, which I thought was like really like skeevy. It made me very uncomfortable. And like Xander, you're right. I do feel like that is a metaphor for how women are, you know, expected to have certain type of makeup, certain type of hair, uh, et cetera. And I feel like guys are not really judged um, on that. It's pretty much just like wear a suit and tie. I think that's probably the most they or ask. deodorant. <laughs> yeah, like why can't, why can't she be, um, you know, uh, the face of superhuman law as Jet? Why does she have to be, the, like her looking a certain way has zero impact on her ability to, practice law right she's a Correct. great lawyer for, we know that from the comics so i, I think that's 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 really interesting interesting as well and i think it's uh also interesting that like um when she in the very beginning of the episode just before she gets fired she's getting buzzed and she's actually holding her own and then her, you know a man tells her okay uh can you just go back to normal and she's like completely wasted right <laughs> so like She's the best judge of who, how she needs to be, when she needs to be. Ooh, right? Facts, facts. I love that. That's that's why we have you on the show. I love that. That's something that, yeah. I mean, it's so simple. It's right there, right? Like people are telling her, 
when she should be the Hulk and when she shouldn't, when she is the best judge of character for that, right? Like when she transformed, the hangover came back or the drunkenness came back, whereas the Hulk, she had to metabolize. And then she didn't feel comfortable. She had to walk around barefoot. Yo, girl had to walk around barefoot in the office as Hulk, like as She-Hulk. And I thought, yeah, that's like, she's feeling tokenized. She's feeling like not like worth her value there, uh, which I kind of get. And I, I, I was, I was, uh, I'm glad they put that in there, but I feel like that's going to be development. I feel like at the end of the episode, she's going to be able to do whatever she wants to do. I think there's going to be a little bit of character development and people are going to respect her. So we'll see where that plays out. But I did like the fact that that dude came out with a basket and also gave her a map to the best place to poop, which was awesome. You got to know where to poop, it's bro. Pug. To... That's pug. a thing. <laughs> I'm super excited for Pug's character, honestly. Um, without giving too much away, I, I think <laughs> that I'm really glad that he's in the show. Um, it would be really interesting to see what they do with his character in the MCU as opposed to what they did in the comics. But like right off the bat, the map to the best toilets to poop in. Oh my God. So important. <laughs> so important <laughs> in an office building. That's so funny. I... <laughs> I never thought that we would see that. This, this show is breaking ground. Like we got to see whether Captain America is a version and we got poop maps. Like what else do you need in this? And we know that Hawkeye has to go around like, like, picking up his freaking arrows and shit. Like, <laughs> these are the questions that people want to know. And I love that the show is funny. Like the, the dumb questions that Marvel fans have, like this show is just addressing them. And I find them so delightful. They're so much fun. And I think that's the fun part of this show, which I really, really enjoy. What do you think, Jazz? Um, the first question that popped in my head was, how do superheroes poop in their superhero suits? Like, I don't see, like, uh, a little outlet port or anything. Like, they just, I don't know what they do. I need to know the answer now. Everybody poops, even superheroes. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody poops. Isn't that a book for, like, yes, toddlers or something? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know what's really funny? Everybody poops. Uh, That was actually, so I don't know if you guys seen the I Am Groot special. There's, like, a few short stories of I Am Groot. So Groot is actually reading a book that calls, like, Everybody dumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, really funny. But it's like written in a different language, which I thought was really funny. Oh, um, that's cool. <laughs> but by the way, the I am Groot little special, amazing series. Um, they're cute. They're cute. I, I, I like them. Um, but you know what else was a little cute? There was this reference to Edward Norton, which is why I gave you the nickname Jazzword Norton. Because when <laughs> Emil Blonsky and um, no, when Jen is talking to Bruce about Emil, she's like, you know, what do you think of this? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's been such a long time ago. I was a completely different person then, literally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when I was I watching died. it, I was like, um, when I was watching it, I as soon as he said that, I said literally at the exact same time he said it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. They did it. <laughs> That was so funny. I, I That was so meta. I really enjoyed that. That part was really, really funny. Um, but let's go into Abomination. Let's go. Um, so I thought it was really cool. We got to see Mill, and he's talking about like how he has his IQ. Uh, uh, what's the name? Haikus? Haikus? What are they Haikus, called? Haikus, yeah. Haikus, right? Haikus, yeah. Um, and then he's like, namaste. Yo, why is it whenever someone they want to show anybody peaceful, they got to say namaste. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, like, that's like the, like the white people's go-to thing. It's like, oh, I'm spiritual now. Like, <laughs> I always see that. Like, why couldn't he have gone to prison and turned to Islam like everybody else? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Do we want the abomination to be Muslim? <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Listen, in Islam, everyone is redeemable, man. Everyone can find their path. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but then the whole villain arc trope thing happens, and I don't want that. Well, it hasn't happened yet. So that's the other thing, right? So he talks about his seven benefactors and his seven pen, pen pals. So I'm thinking these seven pen pals, Thunderbolts. And if, for people that don't know, the Thunderbolts are Marvel's Suicide Squad. And that's who I think they are. What, what about you, Zen? What do you think? So I don't know about the Thunderbolts already. Um, what I do have to say about the Abomination that I found very funny was, and I don't know if I'm jumping too much towards the end. No, go but, ahead. We can jump um, around. When, you know, she takes dies to take on the client. And next thing you know, he's escape prison. He's in that scene from Shang-Chi mm-hmm. where he's uh, fighting. Oh, and- yeah. Uh, let me tell you, um, now, I'm, I don't practice criminal defense. I'm in family, but a lot of overlap. When you talk to clients and you tell them, please don't do this. Please don't just sit on your butt. Don't post anything online. Don't commit more crimes. Don't break your um, uh, uh, bail terms, please. And they're like, yeah, 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 I won't do it. And the next thing you know, you log on to their, or you go onto their Facebook and they're talking shit about the trial judge. They're out committing crimes. And that, I felt that part was the most realistic. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, but he was like off, like he committed a jailbreak. I was like, yeah, that tracks. That <laughs> That's so funny. I never would have thought about that. That is hilarious. Um, <laughs> you, you truly can't control your clients um you really can't you just gotta yeah. give them the best advice you can and hope they stand by it but you know in, in crim ma- criminal matters family matters it's so much more emotional so like it's not money that's at stake it's that people's like person personal like actions right that they're that they've done that's at stake right so much more emotional clients are can be volatile can be unpredictable so I was like, yeah, you know, just because they're superhumans doesn't mean they're, if anything, it's going to be more. So I, I thought that scene was really good. Um, oh, so it's like, yeah, so, so usually when people are like, hey, uh, they, like people are like, oh, you have to make like an announcement or you have to say something. People are like, oh, no, my attorney uh, prevents me from doing that. So that part is real, right? People, attorneys <laughs> definitely tell people like, hey, don't issue an apology. Don't say anything. It could be an admission of guilt. We don't know, right? Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yes, Absolutely. But the thing is, is like, you're as a lawyer, you can only advise your client to do something or not to do something. Your client's not beholden to you as their lawyer. You should definitely follow your lawyer's instructions. <laughs> Ultimately, you can do whatever you want. Uh, and it's usually the lawyer who has to clean up that your mess after you've not followed their advice, done what you wanted to do, landed in a big bowl of trouble. And, um, <laughs> And uh, and then now you're like, oh, sorry, I don't listen to you. Like, yeah, no, no wonder you're in the situation you're in. Sorry, I'm like trying, I'm struggling very hard not to swear right now. Oh, no, no, can, please do. You, you can yeah. swear on our show. We we, oh, we allow really? swearing. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh awesome. okay. Fuck and, yeah. And Zena <laughs> does swear a lot. I have heard nah. her. She, she, she is at her best when she swears. Like she has a potty mouth. Yeah. Like I I know this. <laughs> I urge you to find a lawyer who doesn't swear. <laughs> that's true. Also, if you find a lawyer from Jersey, that's even worse. It's double. It's double the swearing. Everyone in Jersey <laughs> swears like crazy. It's pretty bad. Um, all right. So let's talk about abomination and how you would handle this case. So how would you handle the case of abomination? Let's hear it. 
Okay, well, like I said, I am not a criminal defense lawyer. I thought that Jen's, um, I thought that Jen's, um, like sort of the fact that she found his argument compelling. It wasn't so much that it was, uh, and like she even says to um, to Bruce, she's like, you know, I'm not being taken by him. It's not an emotional appeal. I think he's got good facts in his favor. Uh, and, and when you're in law, especially when you're in like a litigious area of law. Um, there's there's always facts, but there's good facts and there's bad facts, right? Bad facts are facts that work against your client. Good facts are facts that work for your client. And so when she listened to what, you know, the abomination had to say, what Blonsky had to say, she was like, I could see that, you know, as she was listening to him, she's already formulating like her opening statement. She's already thinking about, okay, maybe I need to call this witness or that witness. The fact that like, Bruce was saying, you know, oh, uh, he wrote me a lovely letter, right? I'd be like, <laughs> Bruce, I need that letter. I'm going to submit that as evidence, right? Um, so I could mm. see her trying to, like, you know, pull, pull out this, this um, like, the, the angle that she'd probably go for, in my right. opinion, would be that, you know, like, uh, Emil Blonsky is reformed. He is in a human form, not out of nece like necessity, not because he was forced to, but because he chose to. Um, he's done, uh, like he's he's reformed. He's uh, apologized. He wants to move on with life. And then she goes, and then then she would sort of build up the case that you know, the fact that what he did when he did it, he had no choice, right? This that he was on a rampage because of the U.S. government. U.S. government yeah. pumped him with super serum. The U.S. government genuinely facts. believed that the Hulk was a threat. So she would sort of build up all these facts. Now, obviously, you get the ending where he's committed a jailbreak, which obviously is a bad fact in the favor in uh, against her client, right? So it'd be interesting to see how she sort of grapples with that. Um, uh, <laughs> I can think of a million ways that could go. Uh, it really depends on like what additional facts were given uh, when episode three comes out. But I'm yeah. sure she'll be able to skew that as well. Like a good lawyer is able to look. Like a lawyer never lies, right? A lawyer. What? Will... A lawyer never lies? <laughs> what? Is they this? never lie. <laughs> no, a lawyer doesn't lie. A lawyer does. A, like they paint a picture, like, okay? Mm. They just remove some details and add some details, but they don't lie. It's an no, illusion. No, not, even, not, even, <laughs> not even details, but I would say like what a lawyer does is they take the facts of the case and they look for the gaps that the other side is missing. And they mm. figure out, well, why are those gaps there, right? Because really what criminal defense is and what I think the question that I think might be answered as you go through, as we kind of, go through um the rest of the season is like how is it ethical to be a criminal defense lawyer and the thing is that ethics has nothing to do with it morality has nothing to do with it hmm. uh, i in fact i would argue that it's actually a moral act to be a criminal defense lawyer because every single person deserves a fair trial and if fair. they don't deserve a fair trial then we really don't have a justice system then we're just throwing in people into prison arbitrarily um and so to have someone who you think, oh, no, this person's absolutely guilty, right? Well, okay, let's look at the facts and let's make sure that they are tried fairly on the facts that are given. So the prosecution can't actually do their job effectively if the defense doesn't do their job effectively. If the defense just hands them the case, 
then how are we actually meeting out justice on what basis, right? So that's why we need to have like that, that conflict and that challenge, because at the end of the day, like, you know, lawyers can try to lie, right? And I'm not denying that um, some lawyers do lie, but it's very hard to get away with it. It's very hard to win a case against it because, you know, you need a little thing called evidence, right? If you don't have evidence, then you need to have witness testimony. And if you don't have witness testimony, then uh, again, you have to build up what the narrative is. And is the narrative one that makes sense? Is the narrative one that um, jives with the facts that you do have, right? It's hard to lie. It's hard to lie as a lawyer if you're in crim or if you're in family. I can imagine. Use the facts that you have and and that's and that's what the lawyer uses is the good facts and the uh, they they focus on the good facts and they challenge the bad facts right where you create that plausible deniability so that's my feel on why criminal defenses that was that was incredible this is like my favorite like little monologue in our (laughs) vlog like like, i'm like i'm gonna take this entire piece out and i'm just gonna post the whole thing and i'm gonna be like this is this is how you actually make our show sound good like i don't know like we're we're, we're a bunch of already sounds great we're just, we're just a bunch of bothos on here, and like yeah. I knew, I, I knew Zena was gonna elevate this show like crazy. <laughs> bring out <her> permanently. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It's so awesome. But I'm really glad to have you on, and hopefully, Abomination will get his fair trial. You know, he did come back after he left the prison, so I hopefully that should help him. <laughs> that should help his case. That's the thing. I was gonna mention that, like, uh, maybe he was kidnapped. You know, this could be a good fact. We just don't know it, it yet. Wong took him there, man, and Wong is going to be on the show, so we don't know what Wong's deal is. What's his angle, right? Mm-hmm. Does he, he have a gambling ring that he's, uh, you know, freaking Honestly, doing? So, I'd love to see Wong uh, call to the the stand as a witness. Uh, <laughs> Sorcerer Supreme. Say, I want to see what Wong uh, swears on. Is it a Bible? Is it like the um, the, what is the, it, book, the book of what, 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 the, what the, would he swear? Which book would he swear on? The, the Eye of Agamemnon. The Book of Ashanti. Right? <laughs> Book of Ashanti, perfect, right? Like I, I want to see that. I want to see because that's that's the other part. The fun part of like superhero law is like seeing like superheroes and like these great like you know like figures of the MCU yeah. being somewhere as mundane as a courtroom. I think that's so exciting. That's so funny. <laughs> Emma says I would love to see him if they qualify him as an expert in the mystic arts. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh that is a good thing. Yeah, we're gonna bring Emma on. She's also a lawyer. Like, I would love to have her on like later in the season. Emma, Emma, drop find me on Twitter or uh Instagram and drop your email and we will have you on because that'll be really, really cool. I'm trying to have like as many lawyers as we can on for the show. Uh hopefully female lawyers to get like really good representation. And I it's just fun, man. I love talking about this. Uh, but that's all the time we have for today's episode. Uh join us in a uh, join us for our next episode where we're going to be talking about the House of the Dragon with Zenob again. So this is going to be a lot of fun. But until next time, guys, salam, nurse. But before we go, Zenob, do you want people to find you? I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes people want people to find them on Instagram and stuff. Some people don't. Uh, I don't know. What's your thing? Do you, you want uh, people you to find you? I'll no? shout out my Twitter. I'll, sh- I'll shout out my Twitter. Shout it out. Shout uh, it out. 
zenab.com zenab spelled z-a-i-n-a-b and then dot com spelled out as well you can shout okay. me out there awesome <laughs> i'll are you, you back <laughs> are you still doing commissions because we can like hype that up too i don't know if you're still doing that honestly i i don't have time to do that Aww. i did it for, hey. more for charity stuff so next time like around ramadan i'll probably pick it up again to do some raise some more money but if anyone wants me to uh work with them on a little like, well, listen, uh, listen, sure. if you if you ever have time, you see this little background that we have with the wood and stuff like that. If you mm -hmm. ever feel like you need a little bit of extra change, I don't know how much lawyers make nowadays, but I know you got a lot of loans. I don't think I don't <laughs> I don't think you, I don't I don't think you qualify for that law loan forgiveness. Yeah. So, <laughs> so so I'm sure you could use a little extra change. And we uh, you know, we're looking for some new logos, man. Salam nerd logos. Hook us up. Absolutely. Well, so I'll see what I can do for sure. <laughs> when you have time, when you have time. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Anyways, that's all the time we have for you guys. Thank you everybody for joining us and check out our next episode. And until then, guys, salam nerds. Peace.